0: Everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Brad at, uh, I hope I pronounce this right again, Prevenio um, Consulting and Brad is somebody who deals with safety consulting and training and he's got a long list on the background. Listeners, you can't see his background because this is audio only, but I can see that he deals with first aid, CPR, confined spaces. Um, lots of different things under the safety and also environmental consulting and training from stormwater pollution prevention plans uh, spill prevention control uh, and lots more so I'm I'm really pleased and glad to to have you on the podcast Brad and we were talking about weather conditions and Minnesota and how we seem to be very similar in the UK to the weather that you're having at the moment but I'm glad to have you on today's podcast welcome.
1: Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you and your listeners today.
0: You were telling me just before we started the recording that you've you've been in, in business a couple of years doing this. Give us a little bit of background, a little bit of a story about you and what you do and and you know, what drove you to setting up in business as you've done.
1: Absolutely. Um, I guess just starting out with who I am. I'm very entrepreneurial minded. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I'm um, mm-hmm. going back, my parents, grandparents, great grandparents, pretty much every one of them own their own small business. So that's, uh, well done. Well, thank you. Kind of a natural progression for my life. But um, I guess in my twenties, I worked in the trades quite a bit. Um, I worked in CNC machining and, and different factory settings, operations management, um, carpentry stuff. Um, and then in the thirties, I focused more on environmental health and safety. So I was uh, Um, A few different titles, but EHS or environmental health and safety manager, director, um, specialist coordinator for some of the large companies here in the U.S. And now, so in my 40s, taking what I learned out on the shop floors and as a safety professional and also as a firefighter and and, uh, emergency medical responder, taking that and using that knowledge to help businesses succeed and protect their employees in the community.
0: And I, and I love the way you described yourself as the entrepreneur and the background of that, you know, and uh, certainly yeah, that isn't my background. You know, every, every person I can track back in my family history has been in a long time position and I'm the first entrepreneur and, and I'm going to be the last because we've got no kids. So uh, that's the end of that line. But it's interesting what you said there about the way that you really have earned your stripes on the shop floor. And yeah, I've always got a lot more respect for somebody who teaches me, tells me what I need to do that has actually walked the walk, been up the mountain and come back down again and can show me how to do the same. And, yeah, respect respect you for that, because I think that's really important when you're particularly health and safety. You know, you're not just preaching from a manual, you're preaching and teaching people from experience, aren't you? So uh, well done on that. Absolutely. And thank you very much. So the first couple of questions here are about coffee and, uh, you know, what, what coffee have you been drinking today and, and why?
1: Well, I like to mix it up here. Um, we usually get it from uh, different, uh, coffee vendors here around our community. So I like to okay. uh, find something different. Um, if you ask me what was in our coffee this morning, I'm not sure exactly where my wife got the beans from, but, uh, okay. and we always try different, uh, different craft, you know, different, um, uh, different varieties around the area so yeah
0: so do you grind the beans and, and then make your own coffee do you buy it pre-done or pods you know how does it yeah, how does it come in we that buy it from
1: like a lof- local coffee shop whole bean and put it in the coffee maker and it grinds it and everything for us so i get a nice hot fresh cup of coffee and, and the house smells just delicious after the, the grinder is done yeah
0: and, and it's you're interesting you're the second person and i'm now on podcast what 26 27 uh, perhaps even more now and only two people have actually talked about grinding the beans, and I said to the guy yesterday that uh, I had on the podcast, "It's that smell, isn't it?" Young, know, I I haven't ground beans at home for such a long while because you know I, I use the the pods and the machines, and I get my Starbucks in in pods. And I really do miss that smell because, you know, it, it has such an aroma that sets the whole house up for the day, doesn't it? So I'm very jealous that you do that and you get that aroma.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love hearing that thing start to whir in the morning as I'm coming downstairs. Uh,
0: well, you see, there's another thing for our listeners to, uh, to picture and to, to, to have a, an aspect of that sound as well. You're right, because it's not just the smell, it's the sound, isn't it? You know, and it has a particular sound
1: absolutely it tells you to get your day going and here's your shot in the arm let's get some
0: business (laughs) (laughs) sounds great so you know not knowing exactly what coffee you've had in the pot today um is is uh, you know for me that's a great thing as well because you know i like to open a box of chocolates and just take a chocolate and not worry about which one on them the menu card that it is so uh, i'm all for the spice life but what is your favorite coffee is a particular uh, darkness or lightness is there a particular brand that you do have what's what's your particular favorite coffee brad
1: um i would like my fla- favorite flavor i think is uh, highlander's grog i've seen a few different uh different uh um, companies that make it or something similar to it it's just a full-bodied coffee it's got a lot of flavor i just love it it wow. smells delicious. Highlander's Grog.
0: Highlander's Grog. Okay. Well, that's the first time that's been mentioned. So that's one to add to my uh, my wish list. And how, when you drink that, how do you take it? You know, Do you take it with black, cream, latte? How do you take it?
1: Black every day. Black every day. Yeah. good.
0: <laughs> a man after my own heart.
1: Uh, Once upon a time, I used to have a hobby farm and I had a cow cow that i milked every day and but uh so when wow. i had cream that was that fresh i did like cream in my coffee but typically i take it black
0: <laughs> well so sorry i need to wind that back a little bit there for the listeners mm-hmm. so hobby farmer and you had your own cow which you milked for your own cream <laughs> correct yep <laughs> wow yeah now i've got horses i've got sheep i've got dogs but that yeah, just that just takes the biscuit completely, that does. Uh, I can't imagine. I, d- I don't take cream or or milk in my coffee. Sometimes I might have a latte if I'm having a s- syrup coffee just at the end of the day to, to soften things up a little bit. But, yeah, that would be heavenly to have my own cow and have my own cream from that cow and make my coffee with it. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take cream in my coffee if that was the case. <laughs> uh I, I don't ask and we might have vegetarians vegans and all kinds of other people on here so I've got to be careful how I ask the questions uh for upsetting a listener but um what happened to the cow
1: well eventually she got sold
0: she got <laughs> sold okay well we're, we'll we'll leave it to the sold and we won't go any further than that so <laughs> yeah. she found a new home so she found a new yep. home great well that's that's that sounds like a, a happy ending for the cow so we'll leave it at that for the listeners um <laughs> Moving on to the business side of things. And yeah, as you were telling me before we started uh, that you, know, you started 2019 was your first trading year and then COVID hit. Um, what's been the, the latest or the most significant thing that you've dealt with in your business uh, over those last couple of years?
1: Well, I think uh, kind of the latest thing that I've, I've Done, I guess, is getting um, in the United States. We have OSHA, of course. Um, so I went through two weeks of training to be an authorized OSHA instructor here. So that was just about two months ago. So something that I completely knew that I can offer through my business. Um, so that was a big, uh, big stepping stone in in developing my business was was getting that credential.
0: Yeah, and and what kind of business could you do before and what kind of difference has that made then what what was it like before and what was it like what's it like now what what opportunities does it now give you
1: well basically it's a um, we can offer now OSHA 10 and 30 hour classes so what that is is kind of an all-encompassing it uh, takes all the different um, major components of safety and you're training employees in a work site Um, they might be supervisors they might be on a safety committee or anybody that has a safety role and really introducing them to all the different uh, core safety topics. So typically, what I'd done before um, was a company would bring me in for you know a specific training. It might be a hazmat training, yeah. confined space training, something like that. But now this is a um, whole additional way to uh, train employees to to recognize different hazards um, okay. across the whole spectrum.
0: Yeah Okay, and um, and I think many of the listeners today perhaps have taken the opportunity of a slowdown in work to do some training. Certainly mm-hmm. over here in the UK, we have uh, something the government called furlough, which means we get paid for sitting at home, and but we can still do training. So lots of people have been doing courses, online courses. Um, most of the face-to-face courses have been postponed. For those that have undertaken any kind of training or are about to undertake training for professional development, is there anything you'd share of how to get through it? Because you know I've done lots of health and tra- safety training myself and some of it can be quite hard to, to actually find the motivation to get through. And some of it can be quite hard uh, to deal with and cope with. Um, any tips to share on the training side of things, how to cope with it? Um, I
1: think really looking at training as where, where am I going to apply this in my life, right? Is it, uh, for example, if you have a job that you work in a manufacturing plant, um, determine what, what you deal with, what's, what's going to affect you. So you're not just taking training to take training and look at those uh, references or, you know, reach out to your social media connections or whatever to, to find the best trainer. So you're not sitting through a boring class. Um, but rather something that, that you know, all your peers have recommended, like, you know, this company does a great job. It's engaging. So looking at looking at how engaging that program is and how you're going to utilize it day to day.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's really important for listeners to pick up as well, to get that reinforcement that the training is worth attending. And I, I remember when I had my construction business um, a few decades ago now and I booked some trainings. let's say first aid training. And then you'd rebook it for somebody else. And they say, Oh, it was absolutely awful, absolutely dreadful. And the person who took it six months prior would say, I agree, it was dreadful, wasn't it? And you think, why didn't you talk to each other? Why didn't you tell them and why didn't you ask them what it was like? You know, why have you both gone, wasted your time and my money on training that neither of you thought was of any value?
1: Absolutely. But, so
0: I think okay. I think that's a great tip, a great tip to share. And yeah, connecting it with the, the reason that you're doing it and, you know, knowing that you're not just doing it for training's sake and the fact that your employer might be sending on you on it is really important as well. Is there any um, training in particular that you have got some stories to share? Is there any training that you've either delivered or being on where, you know, there's a particular thing that might have uh, been humorous, might have been something that was quite worrying and, you know, I've seen people hanging off scaffold poles holding electric cables over swimming pools on training you know, any any stories to share with the listeners from training experience?
1: Well first of all, I make it a goal to not injure people when we're doing training so we don't <laughs> oh, that's a
0: good that's a good tip uh, so yep. we can recommend you <laughs> for that
1: yep <laughs> no injuries during safety training. Um, no. I think for me it, it's seeing employees have uh, an aha moment during training. Uh, mm. for example, they may have been through hazmat training you know, every year for their career. And it's the same, you know, same training over and over again. So when you mix it up and all of a sudden they, they learn in a different style and they pick something up and they understand, ah, now I understand why we do it that way. Um, yeah. So you, I see a lot of that in confined space training and hazmat training where they've never really been shown how to use, for example, an air monitor correctly. So when you really walk them through that and now they understand okay this is why we check for these specific gases or this is what you know what this reading means or why we might have this reading so seeing people have that aha moment even if they've been through a similar training for countless times is fun seeing that and that's the whole purpose of training
0: yeah And, and i i think for the listeners as well it is important when you're doing any training that you understand the reasons behind it just because somebody tells you that is how it is and you know you need to know it 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 helps connect the dots doesn't it to understand why as soon as you get that understanding that's when those aha moments happen isn't it correct yep yeah so is there any um particular training that you enjoy delivering the most you know is this is a favorite
1: my favorite is is hazmat. Um, we have what's called hazwoper, which is hazardous waste and oper- hazardous waste operations and emergency response. Um, so that's by far the funnest class that I teach. We're getting into level A hazmat suits, wearing SCBAs or self contained okay. breathing apparatus, um, learning rescue techniques, um, incident command. So it's really an all-encompassing, it's a long class. It's a, typically a three-day class, um, yeah. if not more. So it's not just a quick in-and-out training. Um, so it's a lot of fun. So much goes into it. And people get to uh, you know, put on the suits and wear the SCBA and, and all kinds of fun yeah. stuff. That's, yeah. that's my favorite.
0: Yeah. I must admit, from, from my point of view, one of the favorites that I've enjoyed being on, and I've helped a couple of people deliver training, uh, is safety harnesses yeah uh, particularly in construction you know working at heights you know working on um you know access equipment and having to wear a safety harness on some of it and the general reason i like it is because some of the images that you get of the injuries that a safety harness if improperly worn can cause particularly in as gentlemen um yeah some of it's quite graphic in the imagery isn't it so uh you yeah, know we uh, Oh, and for the listeners there, he's, he's pulling out his safety harness, yeah.
1: <laughs> I have it right here,
0: yeah. yeah. It, it's one of those that no matter who you've got in the audience, no matter how hard the guy sat in the front seat thinks he is, when he sees some of those images, they, it makes them cringe. It makes them cross their legs and they cringe and they squirm in their seats. So uh, that's always one of my favourites. Absolutely. And and from the reaction in the audience, you know
1: who exactly has been guilty of not tightening up that leg strap when they find out <laughs> exactly.
0: what that leg strap does when you fall, right? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They never make that mistake again when they see those images, do they? Uh,
1: Hopefully, and, yeah.
0: and for listeners, if you have no idea about the listeners that we're talking, you know, the images that we're talking about, then uh, all I can suggest is that reach out to Bradding. I'm sure he might share them or you can Google them and find them anyway, but they're not, they're not the prettiest images. Beware if you Google it. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, So before we uh, go on to the question of uh, any tips or any uh, lessons that you want to share, either business lessons, personal lessons, safety lessons that you want to share with the listeners, if people want to reach out to you, if they want to connect to you and find out how you and your business work and what you can help them with. How is it best for people to do that?
1: Well, several ways. If uh, you want to go online and check out the website, we're www.provenioconsulting.com. And that's spelled P-R-O-V-E-N-I-O, consulting.com. Or my email address is brad at provenioconsulting.com. Or my phone number is, um, this would be in the United States. Um, yep. So area code
0: 507-369-6050. And any social media platforms that
1: people can find you on? Oh, absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn and on uh, Facebook and YouTube as well. So if you search for Provenial Consulting, um, you should see us come right up, and our logo is uh, interlaced um, like greater than signs. It's a blue logo, blue and gray logo. So you should see that right off the bat. There are a few different companies in the world called Provenio, but uh, we're the only ones that you know have the domain okay. Provenio Consulting.
0: Yeah, and you know the name if they're looking for you on LinkedIn is is Brad Kramer.
1: Is yep. Right? Yep.
0: Yep. Perfect. So I've got to ask the question. You've mentioned the logo. You've mentioned the fact that other people have that name. Why? Why that name? Why did you choose that name?
1: You bet. I love the the Latin name businesses. It it gives businesses a sense of kind of a little bit of mystery, but some prestige. And it just sounds nice. So Provenio, uh, when I was looking for a name for my business, I started, you know, reverse searching the words that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. and Provenio came up it means to aspire succeed prosper arise okay. so both what I want to do with my business and what I want to help businesses achieve with theirs so it was a natural
0: fit perfect yeah and I love that and I've never heard uh the the phrase and the word Provenio before so yes yeah, so now I and the listeners have an understanding so to aspire to succeed yeah perfect and I think yeah when people choose their company names you know sometimes i recommend clients just get a name and then worry about what they're going to trade as afterwards but if there is a connection if there is a reason if there's a story behind it as you just given us there the way that you talked about you know your passion to aspire and succeed yourself but also to help other people do that that's what people buy isn't it people buy that purpose
1: absolutely
0: I think who is it that said uh, people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Was it Simon Sinek in his book? Yeah, and that's that's a very good reason of why you do it right there.
1: Absolutely, and and our logo is uh, it looks like just three arrows moving forward, but it's the greater than sign, so it's moving forward, progressing, all under that uh, moving forward, succeeding, yeah, keeping everybody safe, right?
0: Right. So, you know, I sent you the questions um, across, uh, and and. And I'd ask you to to think about something that the listeners can learn, something that you can share with them, something that they can do something with. What what are you going to share with the listeners on this podcast today?
1: Well, I think. uh, Looking at your business and um, looking at it from the safety perspective as a function of your business, just like when we look at business and think of, uh, you know, the numbers or operations and efficiency. Looking at safety as being a core function of your business that can improve your, not just the safety, but how you market your business, how um, employees, potential or current employees look at your business and their morale and how that all plays together.
0: So changing the, because I think for many businesses, safety is perceived as a cost. Correct. Yeah, it, it's compliance. It's something they have to do. They do the least that they can because they know that there's a, a cost to it. Um, so when people look at it with a different perspective, as you've just said, then suggested that the listeners do and look at it in you know, marketing. I mean, that's an interesting thing. How how would somebody use that and market safety in, in a business?
1: You bet. So there's uh, you know there's a lot of large. Uh, um, large companies throughout the world that um, I'm going to use environmental here for an example. If, if you don't have like ISO 14001 or a comparable um, management system for environmental, they won't do business with you and they won't buy from you because they don't want their brand associated with a company that's had a, um, you know, maybe a catastrophic accident where they spilled uh, yeah. polluted water or something like that. So they want to make sure they're doing business with reputable companies. So if you have a, say a manufacturing company, for example, and you're using safety and environmental as your, you know, those are your core values to make sure you're not harming anybody or your community. um, That's good for your clients because they want to make sure they're doing business with somebody that's not going to dirty their brand. if, If something happens at your business. So being able to go out to your clients and say, Hey, this is the, uh, these are the measures that we take to make sure that we're responsible and we're taking care of our employees in our community. So we're not going to, we're not going to hurt your brand and they like that.
0: And I suppose many people listening to this will recognize that not many people try to differentiate themselves through safety and environmental issues. So Having something that you're saying is different, saying something that other people aren't saying, whilst it might not be unique to you, there might be other people with the ISO 14001 out there. But if you say you have it and you put the importance on it, then it's making you stand out from the crowd, isn't it? Uh, and I Absolutely. Think really
1: important. And and we hear about, you know, for example, in the United States, I mean, we hear about um, Amazon distribution centers being uh, very unsafe, and so a lot of people won't go there for jobs um, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's trying to have the the opposite effect. We hear about the the companies that that don't do things well. Well, yeah. we want to promote our company for doing well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and attracting the right employees and and having it. I mean, I've written down on my little pad here. You know, having safety and environmental issues as a value. You know, whilst yeah. we we might think saving the planet, being environmentally friendly, but actually, you know, those kind of things, you know, avoiding spillage, avoiding stormwater pollution, they're even more detailed declarations that you can make about how you're different and how you're taking it more seriously as well. Because we can all wear the, you know, the vegan banner or the vegetarian banner or the environmental banner. And I'm apologizing if I'm offending anybody who is any of those, but, you know, um, you know, very often we look at the the title and the headline, and a lot of people wear the badge without actually walking the walk and doing the detail, don't they? And I think that's 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 important. What you just said there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any success stories that you can perhaps share with listeners where um, somebody you know, somebody you work with, uh, has used the the safety and used those environmental issues that you just talked about in, in the ways that you've discussed to good effect?
1: Um, yeah. I'll give you one example. Um, a company that I consult for, um, I was going around and doing a safety inspection and this was kind of uh, not even a safety thing I found, but he had the air compressors that they had in that business I recognized ran constantly and were very inefficient. So when I, when I pointed that out to him and said, uh, told them about uh, rebates, which, um, we have rebates from our utility companies that if you put something in your business that's energy efficient, you get a rebate for that. Um, and that covered his new air compressors about 50% of the cost. Wow. And looking at, okay, um, you have, you're running way more air pressure than you need in those lines. And so for every, um, what's the number here? I think it's for every two PSI, you have more pressure than you need. You're spending another 1% to... And energy for that air so pointing that out to him um, the amount of money that he's been able to save now from that um, has pretty much covered everything that he spent having me come in and write safety programs and stuff like that so it's looking at safety and um, environmental is how can we not just be safe um, but be more efficient and cut costs through it as well so a lot of times yeah. I may find those things that make a business more profitable more efficient
0: yeah and I think that's again, that's a great thing that offsets that fear that safety is cost, you know, and I, I agree with you. Now, very often I found in my own businesses that doing things safely actually improves efficiency and there is nothing, nothing more expensive to a business and more costly to a business than an accident, an investigation or a prosecution, is there? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, short short-term gain for very long-term expense.
1: It's not just the, those direct costs, but employees or people out in the community hear about that. So now they're reluctant to send their their friends or their spouse in to apply for a job with you. So you're losing out on quality, um, quality people to, to work yeah. with.
0: OK, yeah. um, so be- just before I ask the, the final question uh, about where your dream coffee uh, will be when you have it. Um, just remind the listeners of your website again, if you can.
1: Absolutely. www.provenioconsulting.com. Again, that's P-R-O-V-E-N-I-O, consulting.com.
0: Great. And I recommend that the the listeners take a look, take some advice from you, have a look and see what you're all about. Uh, And I'm sure if anybody has any questions or any inquiries uh, about safety and environmental issues, uh, I'm sure as a guest on this podcast, you'd be more than happy to to help them as well and give them any, any tips and advice and, and get an engagement and a conversation started.
1: Absolutely. And even if you just have a quick question, you know, I don't charge people for, you know, Hey, I have a quick question. Can you tell me what this standard means or something? I'm, I'm happy okay. to, to help people. Fabulous.
0: fabulous. So for all the listeners on here and hopefully very soon, there are going to be about 30,000 listeners on here. You've now become their go-to safety guru to, to ask those questions of. So, uh, uh Hopefully that'll uh, give you a, a good wave of business falling in here. So thinking about the the coffee and when your next coffee is going to be, if you could have that coffee in a dream location, describe and tell the listeners what that dream location is and just describe it in a bit of detail for us.
1: So for me, it would be, it's it's a few different locations. My wife and I um, dream about going to Europe and, and you know, going across from, you know, England, Ireland, um, Spain, Germany. I would love to, uh, you know, wake up in the morning, every in a different place in Europe, every couple of days and enjoy a coffee with a different view, maybe looking at a different castle or a different sea or ocean. Um, for us, that's our dream is to see the coffee, drink the coffee, see in different locations there in Europe, such a beautiful, beautiful area of the world.
0: Well, when the COVID and pandemic permits, um, one of the things i can very heartily recommend to you uh, your wife and and any of the listeners uh, mediterranean cruises we I've, i'm not a cruise fan i get terrible motion and travel sickness but we went on a mediterranean cruise which is very flat uh, and every morning we woke up in a different country so one morning we woke up in italy the next morning we woke up in france the next morning we woke up uh, in tunisia and yeah, to go off and do a uh, a coffee in a con- different country every morning definitely is worth doing. So that's great. Uh, and and it, you, you know, if you're going to go across Europe, you have got to drink coffee in Italy. S- Spanish coffee and Italian coffee are my favourites, but Italian coffee, by far, definitely. I'll remember that. We'll give it a try. Absolutely, yeah. great. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today's podcast i'm sure the the listeners have learned a lot about you and about uh, some of the tips that you shared and about the the different perspective we should have about safety not only offsetting the cost against savings but also looking at how we can use it to set ourselves apart and differentiate ourselves and i've written down here on my little post-it note here a great phrase or acronym which is the um has whopper is that how you pronounced it Correct, has whopper yep. Yep. has whopper, yeah. So I've learned something today. You've explained what that is, and I've got to try and work out how to get that into the title of this podcast because I think the listeners would uh, really like to know what that means. Uh, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure, and thank you very much for taking part in today's podcast.
1: Thank you very much,
0: Simon, and everybody
1: have a safe and prosperous 2021.
0: Thanks, Brad, and listeners. As, as you know, this is part of my mission to help businesses and coaches around the globe become more aware of the possibilities, better educated. And of course, you know, we've talked, as we'd expect, about some coffee in today's podcast, too. And I really look forward to having you all on the next podcast. Bye for now.